0: Hello, hello. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. How's everybody doing out there today? If this is your first time tuning in, I just wanted to introduce myself. I am Craig Greca. I am a Senior Master Instructor in Universal Martial Arts. And I am here just to help out all those parents, martial arts instructors, and students who want a different approach to martial arts training. As we said in the um, first podcast, uh, we based a little bit of this on Miyagi-Do karate, which is seen in the Karate Kid movies. And one of the things that uh, Daniel LaRusso said in the second Cobra Kai season was in order to fully learn Miyagi-Do karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. So in all these podcasts, we'll be going over uh, different ways that you can do work and activities outside of the studio, outside of the dojo, in order for you to learn martial arts and to strengthen yourself. Which brings me up to my first reoccurring theme Throughout all the podcasts, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is this certain concept. And this concept was brought to my attention in watching the uh, NBC Titans game, Titan Games. Titan games. And in that, there was this uh, school teacher who just seemed to defy the odds. He, uh, For some reason, he kept on advancing to the next level and he was the fastest and strongest. And he wasn't really a guy that was like, that spent a lot of time in the gym. Um, he wasn't really that toned and, uh, and, and buff, so to speak, uh, but he was really strong. So they had a kind of a, a catchphrase for him, a tagline, so to speak. And that tagline was country strong. Okay. Now that's going to be a reoccurring theme in all of our uh, podcasts is in doing these work related activities, you become country strong. Okay. So, um, it's, it's a concept that, uh, that I find very interesting. Um, I grew up, uh, out in the country, so, um, uh, we were always, uh, working at home all the time. So, uh, we naturally had a certain sense of strength to us because of that, because we did do chores all the time, uh, whether it was, uh, taking shovels and, 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 uh, scooping up gravel or, or or sand or or doing a lot of raking or uh whatever um, or one of the, mo- the most fun things was is chopping wood as a kid that was a that was a lot of fun that was actually a job that we very much enjoyed splitting wood uh for the fireplace downstairs um but this whole concept of country strong is is intriguing um in all these podcasts i hope that you can achieve that kind of state um one of the things that um uh, that's, uh, that comes back from my, from my memories is my Uncle Kurt. My Uncle Kurt said one time, uh, he was in the military and, and he, he would say that these guys would spend all day in the gym and then when they actually had to do real work, they, they couldn't do it. They didn't have the muscle strength, the muscle endurance. Um, so this idea of country strong is, is a concept that uh, uh, of, of building useful muscles. And nowadays, in a lot of the CrossFit places, you see just that—you see people with uh, sledgehammers, and they're they're uh, hitting the tires. They're doing a lot more. Uh, they're mixing it up and doing a lot more practical uh, strength building exercises instead of just doing like um, getting out a bench and doing bench press or, or um, arm curls, uh, which you know are, are useful as well, but. Um, the, the whole tying it all in and and mixing it up and doing what we have what we have what's what's called useful muscles muscles that can actually be used uh, for something uh, rather than just show so anyways that'll be a concept that'll be uh, uh, going on throughout all of our podcasts now um, the topic for today uh, last week we did the um, wax on wax off which was very predictable we um, Use that one from the Karate Kid. But this week we're gonna be doing a topic called mow the lawn, mow the lawn, okay? So um, the history on this is, uh, for me personally, is that um, I I specifically remember when my father taught us how to mow the lawn when we were kids. Now, uh, we we did have a a rider lawn mower when we were kids, uh, but it was very finicky, and uh, Dad had to always tinker with it to get it to work every time. Um, and then also, too, um, he was the one that sat down and uh, and did most of the lawn work like that, and then we would have to push mow the rest. So um, that's kind of like what we did when we were kids. Uh, that, that usually is a job that a lot of 10-, 12-year-olds, um, start to do as soon as they get older. They start to learn the concept of mowing the lawn. You know, getting the push mower out and doing it. Uh, sometimes you would do um, the the stuff that couldn't be done with the uh, with the rider mower, like um, like uh, the the ditch. The ditch. We had deep ditches in Michigan, so um, it was impossible to ride it. So we had to take the lawn mower in the ditch to do that. And that was the, not the most fun job uh, in the world either. Um, and then of course, the trim around the trees and, and the areas where the rider couldn't reach. And then there was times where um, the rider mower would break and then we'd have to do the entire lawn with the push mower. We had a little over an acre. Um, so um, it was quite a chore to do that. But uh, I can remember my first time doing the uh, the lawn mowing with the push mower, okay? I remember as a kid, um, uh, I had a hard time uh, keeping it straight uh, following the lines. Um, also too, um, it took quite a bit of uh, stabilizer muscles in the in the shoulders and wrists and hands in order to uh, manipulate the mower to go where you wanted it to go. Um, it's It's not like it's a um, it's just one of those things where you're not really used to. you don't do and you have to push this. Um, and then your wrists feel like you're wobbly. when I, when I was a kid, I was kind of a thin kid, so, I didn't have very much I had kind of really skinny arms, so it was really hard to keep your arms tense the whole time uh, while you push mowed the lawn so um I can remember that specifically and how how hard it was and then how much my uh, uh my wrist and my forearms hurt after doing it so um, that was something that uh, we did a lot me and my brother, so uh, we had a good time uh, learning that now um a lot of people don't have as big of, big of a lawn as we do. Um, here in Florida, I, I don't have a very big lawn, um, but it's big enough. And um, it's kind of fun, the uh, lessons that you learn while mowing the lawn, you know, um, that how they can apply to martial arts training. Uh, for one thing, um, when you uh, push mow a lawn, um, as I already stated, um, it really works on your wrist strength. And in martial arts, it's very important to keep your wrist straight when you take a punch. And that, that wrist strength is important because um, as you develop more power with your punching techniques, your wrist has to be there uh, to be strong so that it doesn't buckle whenever you uh, make impact with your punch. So um, that is very important um, when you're learning how to punch. And also too, the stabilizer, uh, your arms, the muscles that you use to stabilize the mower, um, your forearm strength, the tensile strength in your forearms, um, and your shoulders that help you to hold that position uh, for a long time. Um, I know here in um, in Florida, um, I uh, when I push my lawn, we have a, we have a decent sized lawn; it's not super small. Um, and then when you do it, um, I'm usually doing it out in the hot sun as well. And sometimes after a long session of doing it like after I've done half the lawn I usually like to take a break but a lot of times I don't because I just want to get it done um so I just finish it anyways and I can feel um towards the end of the lawn a certain sense in my shoulders uh like over relaxing as if the, I'm gonna drop them because they've been tense the whole time why I, I was pushing the lawn um push more on the lawn so um I can tell what kind of um uh, Strength development it does on the shoulders, um, and of course, um, as you do a punch in our martial art, um, you use the shoulders a lot, and you flip the shoulder uh, when you take a punch. So when you take a punch, your shoulder, the last component of your of your uh, punch before your arm um, extends outward, is the um, shoulder flip. Okay, so it's always very good to have healthy shoulders. Um, as we kind of stated last time, we were talking about blocks. Now, <clears throat> another besides just the strength development of the, um, of the lawn mowing, um, well, there's, I guess there's one more thing about that um, as far as lawn mowing. Every time that I mow the lawn and then I teach classes later in the evening, I'm always dead tired. And a lot of times it's because I get like six or 8,000 steps by mowing the lawn. So just using the legs, um, the quads, the hips, and all that to to push the the lawnmower around, especially when you're a young kid, um, you're not used to it yet. You know, So um, I've taught my kids, actually, I've uh, taught them how to mow the front, and I've had both of them out there uh, mowing the front lawn. Now, they need to start incorporating that a little bit more because I, I think they're they old enough where they need to start doing uh, a bigger portion. But I have instructed them how to do that, and they've done... Uh, Little bits of the of the lawn, but you get a lot of steps um, out in the hot Sun, you know, so um, And not only uh, you know getting in good shape because of that and the leg workout uh, But you're also uh, soaking up a lot of vitamin D and UV light when you're out there uh, Which is shown to be healthy for you in your uh, total health but um, to get back to the martial art part of this is that you ever, um, you ever drive through a neighborhood and you see one of your neighbors mowing the lawn and you, uh, you wave at them, you say, hey, how you doing, you know, and then uh, they don't look, you know. Um, then I find myself when I'm mowing the lawn, uh, the same thing happens sometimes. And one reason is because you can't really mow the lawn with just one hand. It's really hard to mow the lawn with one hand, you use both arms to do it. And then also too, it's the, the, uh, the focus or the eye contact. Okay? It's hard to take your eyes off the lawn because you're following the straight line. So a lot of times you're lining up, as my father taught me when we were kids, you, you have to uh, line up the wheels for the next line and make sure that you're, you're getting, you're in fact cutting the entire lawn. Um, so you're, you're, it's, it's very important that you, um, that you don't take your eyes off those lines when you're, when you're, when you're push mowing it, because if you take them off, you'll end up curving uh, or falling off the line. So the, the, the eye contact and the focus that you use while mowing the lawn is very important. And that's the same kind of focus and eye contact that you use in martial arts. So like, for example, when you're doing um, uh, defense drills or like other people call sparring, you really have to watch your opponent or partner to make sure that you can react to what they're doing so your eye contact and focus need to be there and, and focus is always good you know mowing itself is a mindful practice so um, it's a very good uh, for martial arts because you can't just you know zip around the lawn um, you know um, going this way going that way going this way going that way you will have a very poor looking lawn when you're done you like to have those straight lines now Um, most of the things that I'm talking about as far as lawn mowing goes, is that, um, is the whole concept of just, uh, cutting the grass, you know, getting it done, you know, um, I do know how some people say to there's cutting grass and there's mowing lawn. Now, I know the difference in that, but, uh, uh, like I used to, when I had a smaller lawn, I used to, um, uh, go diagonal and then go the other way diagonal, um, when you mow lawn. That's extremely... (laughs) hard for kids to do, but, um, it, it makes like a, cr- a crisscross pattern on your lawn. It looks really good. So, um, uh, it's very difficult to do if you're, if you're a rookie, but, uh, uh, later on you could try it. But most of the time, you know, in Florida here, the, the grass grows so fast that a lot of people just want to get out there and get it cut so that it's short. So, um, but yeah, that, uh, the martial art concept of the, uh, eye contact and the, uh, and the uh, eye focus is, is very important um, when it comes to the um, to doing punches um, and uh, palm strikes, uh, front kicks and uh, heel kicks. So um, now, one of the things that um, we examine here is the uh, not only the eye contact and the uh, focus of doing it, but also the concept of uh, facing and straight lines. Facing and straight lines. That's one thing that here at the studio here we have issues with, with young kids. They have a hard time facing. Uh, for example, um, they're supposed to be facing forward as to bisect the plane um, in front of them. So for example, the wall that's, face, that's in the front is what they're facing to do their punch or their palm strike. A lot of times we have young kids, they don't have any concept of facing. So when they're doing a punch, they'll face towards me Uh, as I'm walking around, or they face a corner, Um, and the concept of facing is very important because then you bisect the plane in a straight line, Um, and as most of you guys know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, and a lot of our martial art is based on that, okay, so we want to make sure that we're going from point A to point B in a straight line. So, for example, as I said earlier, the punch and the palm strike are great, great techniques um, that go in a straight line as you, um, as you use them. And then also, too, uh, thrusting kicks, you know, like the front kick and also the heel kick are also kicks that go in a straight line. So, like uh, in the studio itself, we have mats and the mats have lines on them, so um, where the creases are. So you could follow the lines a lot of times to make sure that your heel kick is straight or your front kick is straight. Anytime you have a curved front kick or a curved heel kick, it's usually not as effective. So a lot of times students in class, we tell them to follow the line, follow the line. Also, too, we have lineup for defense drills or sparring. We also say, you know, form two straight lines, you know, and and that concept is used a lot in martial arts. Uh, that people are in lines and rows, neat lines and rows, uh, and made a, they made a joke about that in the uh, Cobra Kai uh, season one. So, one of the things that um, that you guys can do um, for practice. So, for example, after you've done the lawn mowing and you've gotten your wrist and your your shoulders and your legs and everything strong and you you you're very mindful and focus is good and you're working on your straight lines. Um, get your heavy bag out, or have a parent or sibling hold an air shield for you, and go ahead and practice your, you know, punches on the bag to make sure that your punches are going straight into the bag, and then also to your palm strikes. You know, a palm strike is just as good as a punch um, on that, um, except for yeah, actually, um, the punch of course, you know, it helps to have that strong wrist so that your wrist doesn't bend when you punch, but also too on the palm strike. Um, As well, you keep your your hand bent back enough so that you can have a nice strong wrist when you, uh, uh, that it doesn't uh, hurt because of the strength that you built up. And also too, the heel kick and front kick practice. And I would recommend that you practice at least, you know, uh, 10 or 15 punches on each hand and also uh, 10 or 15 uh, kicks on each leg. So if you can do the front kick or the uh, heel kick, you can do those as well. Um, to work on your straight line motion, you know. uh, In our martial art, the uh, heel kick, the knee is drawn back and then the shin bone makes a straight line. Now, another thrusting kick that I did not mention is the side kick. And that's a kick that a lot of people don't do correctly. Uh, One of the things that we, we work on when we do the side kick is to make sure that the shin bone is actually going in a straight line from point A to point B so that you can de- de- uh, develop maximum power with your kick. And that's another kick that you could practice 10 or 15 uh, on each side. So um, keep on working on that at home, and then when you get into the, um, into the martial arts studio, dojung or dojo, um, you could um, reaffirm that with your, with your instructor so that the, you can make sure that you are in fact making those straight lines like you want. So, um, a couple things real quick. Uh, um, for our. Um, I can't tell you exactly which, uh, which theme we'll be doing next for our uh, Karate Kid Master Dojo here, uh, but just, uh, just to kind of give you some more um, um, topics that we're gonna be covering in the future here to kind of uh, uh, wet your whistle, so to speak. Um, we do have, uh, of course, the one, the, the typical one called uh, Paint the House um, which is very similar to the uh, Karate Kid movie. Uh, we also have other ones too um, that we do here at the studio that I can uh, help you with as well, which is the Mop the Floor. And how about even um, um, Spread the Mulch? That's a fun topic, huh? So anyways, that's coming up in, this, in, the, in the future. Um, we have a lot of uh, topics to cover. Uh, remember, in... Um, one of the things that we're we're trying to promote here is that you're learning martial arts through everyday tasks, work tasks, and then you create more life around you. You know, by making things better, you're increasing your productivity because you're getting the job done. Okay, and in getting the job done and creating things around you, you're making a better world, and that's what we're that's what we're here for is to um, is to to examine that each week. So I hope that you're enjoying my podcast and I hope that you're tuning in to this episode as well as our future episodes. Remember, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care. Bye-bye.